As Asian Catholics pray and fast for peace in Ukraine as they mark the beginning of the Lenten season, I'm John Lawrence and welcoming you to UCA News, the weekly news summary about and of interest to the church in Asia. Catholics in Asian countries responded to Pope Francis's call for special prayers and fasting for peace in Ukraine as they flocked to churches on Ash Wednesday to mark the beginning of the holy season of Lent. Un grande dolore nel cuore per il peggioramento della situazione nell'Ucraina. In India, Christians from various denominations joined prayers and fasting for the end of the war. Leaders of various Indian churches issued a joint statement deploring the pain and suffering caused by the war as they called for an unconditional ceasefire. The Catholic Bishops' Conference of Malaysia, Singapore and Brunei released a pastoral letter that said Catholic Church in the region was deeply concerned over the war in Ukraine. Catholics in the region also intended prayers and fasting for peace and justice in Ukraine. We're sending humanitarian assistance to the people of Ukraine as well. Three days ago, we announced nearly $54 million in additional support on top of the more than $300 million that we provided in recent years. USAID has deployed a disaster assistance response team our top international that was from U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken's recent briefing. While Communist China has not condemned Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Bishop Stephen Chow Sao Yan of Hong Kong has urged Catholics to pray for Ukraine. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has left a trail of destruction with thousands killed and more than one million displaced. Two Catholic nuns are among thousands of Indians, mostly students, stranded in Ukraine since the Russian invasion started last week. The nuns are from the Missionaries of Charity congregation founded by Mother Teresa. Sisters Rosella Nuthangi and Anne Frieda hail from Mizoram, a Christian-dominated state in northeast India. Church sources in Mizoram said that Sister Frieda was working in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. The Indian government has has initiated a mass evacuation effort by deploying multiple flights for the safe return of stranded Indians. The evacuation efforts were intensified after a 21-year-old Indian medical student died due to shelling as fighting escalated in Kharkiv, the second largest city in Ukraine, on Tuesday. Indian officials said about 60% of Indians have left Ukraine for neighbouring countries, mostly Poland, and about 2,000 who are stranded are to be brought back to India. A Vatican envoy has confirmed Pope Francis will visit Catholic-majority Timor-Leste this year. Monsignor Marco Sprizzi, the chargé d'affaires of the Apostolic Nunciature in Timor-Leste, told reporters on Tuesday that he met with the Pope and can confirm his intention to visit the country. However, the Vatican envoy didn't give any dates for the visit. Pope Francis had planned to visit Timor-Leste, Indonesia and Papua New Guinea in September 2020. However, his trip was cancelled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Pope John Paul II was the first pope to visit Timor-Leste in 1989, when the country was still under Indonesian control. Timor-Leste has a population of about 1.3 million. A Portuguese colony from the 16th century to 1975, Timor-Leste was occupied by Indonesian forces for decades. It gained independence in 1999 following a brutal liberation war. 
Myanmar's military junta has taken 80 children hostage from a village in Sangeng region as troops intensified assaults on civilians with airstrikes and heavy weapons. Myanmar's exiled National Unity Government said all the children are below 12 and students of a school in Chinpon village. The military's brutal assault against civilians in Sageng and Magwe regions has escalated in recent weeks. Rights groups say the troops have used airstrikes and heavy weapons while raiding villages, burning homes and killing innocent people. The regions, home to Bama majority people, had not seen such fighting or military atrocities for decades. Thousands have fled their homes. Sageng region has been a major hub of anti-junta resistance since the military coup of February 2021. The junta has killed about 1,600 people and arrested 12,000 to crush anti-coup resistance. At least seven people died and tens of thousands were stranded as flooding wreaked havoc in southern Thailand. Among the dead were three men, two women, a two-year-old girl and a seven-month-old baby. They died by drowning after a pickup truck tumbled top-down into the fast-flowing river water. The severe flooding triggered by heavy rains damaged infrastructure including roads in rural areas in the provinces of Yala and Narathawat. The provinces are known for a nearly two-decade-long Muslim separatist insurgency that has claimed thousands of lives. In Narathawat, at least 13 districts were flooded due to heavy rain that continued for several days. More than 7,200 households in 195 villages were inundated as the Sungai Kolok River overflowed its banks, damaging homes, businesses, schools and offices. In Yala, some 20,000 people have been affected by the flooding. The Cambodian government has shut down more than 550 independent primary and secondary schools that imparted free English and computer classes to thousands of poor rural students. The Ministry of Education didn't give any reason for the closure of the schools run by Japan Relief for Cambodia and the World Assistance for Cambodia. The government terminated its agreement with the NGO, forcing it to halt operations in Cambodia. The NGO is a legacy of Bernie Kreischer, a German-born American journalist and philanthropist who founded the independent Cambodia Daily newspaper. The newspaper earned a reputation for independent journalism and criticism of the government. It was forced to close in 2017 after being handed an unexpected tax bill amid a crackdown on opposition dissent. Bernie Kreischer established the NGO in 1993 to galvanise support to help rehabilitate Cambodia from the devastation of its long-running civil wars. Kreischer died in 2019 and his daughter Deborah Kreischer-Steele now oversees the NGO. A human rights group has criticised state prosecutors in Indonesia for demanding a 10-year jail term for a Christian YouTuber 
accused of insulting Islam. Mohamed Kadshe, a former Muslim who converted to Christianity, is on trial for uploading hundreds of videos insulting Islam on social media. The former Muslim cleric has been detained since last August after his arrest in Badung district of Bali province following a series of complaints by Muslim groups. Prosecutors have demanded a 10-year sentence while blasphemy offences carry a maximum of five years in Indonesia. Rights group Satara Institute for Democracy and Peace called the demand harsh and discriminatory, given the fact a Muslim was recently sentenced to five months for similar offences. In September last year, Kachi was brutally tortured in detention by fellow inmates. Catholic bishops in Vietnam have urged the faithful to support the victims of COVID-19 during Lent as new infections continue to rise in the country. In his pastoral letter for Lent, Bishop Alphonse Nguyen Hu Long of Vinh Diocese said Catholics need to do charitable works to assist helpless people as the coronavirus has pushed countless people to dreadful conditions because of unemployment, lack of food and insufficient incomes. Bishop Cosme Hoang Van Dat of Bac Ninh said that as the pandemic still rages, people need to continue to offer basic food and medicine to families infected by COVID-19. Vietnam remained relatively unscathed during the first bouts of the coronavirus outbreak, but crumbled due to the more lethal Delta variant. The pandemic has surged across Vietnam since the Tet or Chinese New Year holidays in February. The Southeast Asian nation has registered 3.7 million cases and over 40,450 deaths from COVID-19. A pro-Beijing newspaper in Hong Kong has attacked outspoken Cardinal Joseph Zen and accused him of disrupting life and inciting riots. Ta Kung Pao, a newspaper sponsored by the Chinese Communist Party, published four articles that explicitly targeted 90-year-old Cardinal Zen and the Hong Kong Church. The articles alleged that Cardinal Zen had abused his clergy status to engage in anti-China activities and stirred up chaos in Hong Kong. The paper also alleged that Cardinal Zen, as well as teachers and clergy from Christian schools, instigated students to participate in violent riots in 2019. Cardinal Zen served as the Bishop of Hong Kong from 2002 to 2009. He's been known for his social activism, advocacy in social movements and support for democratic values. He also criticised the draconian national security law that Beijing imposed in Hong Kong in 2020. He's long been a target of Beijing for his opposition to the Communist Party's policies and crackdowns on human rights and religious freedom in China. That's part of what we have this week, but there is much more on ucanews.com. Take a look and let us know your feedback. If you're capable of helping us get more reports, then we will be obliged. Please do so at ucanews.com slash donate. Today's producer was Binu Alex. I'll see you next week and hopefully we can see a war ceasefire by then. Goodbye. 